Hello, and welcome to Grain Insight. That's the update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacey McCracken, and joining me is David Shednovic, Director of Sales and Marketing. David, today we're going to look at grain movement by rail into the New Orleans area. But before we get to that discussion, can you give us a recap on Western Canada grain movement crop year to date? Thanks, Stacey. CN achieved record grain movement via carload for Canadian grain for a 14th consecutive month in April, shipping over 2.9 million metric tons compared to the previous record of 2.82 set last April. Crop year to date through April, CN moved over 25.6 million tons of grain and processed grain products via carload, 17% higher compared to the previous record pace of 21.9 million tons back in 2018-19. Containerized grain movement direct from Western Canada was also on record pace crop year to date through the end of April at over 860,000 metric tons shipped, with grain in Eastern Canada shipped by a container in addition to that. Okay. Jumping back to the focus of the discussion today, let's follow the path of a grain train down to the Gulf from central Illinois. Well, let's kick it off somewhere between Gilman and Champaign, Illinois. That's where we have a number of grain unit train loaders located. Of course, it all starts with spotting an empty unit train at a grain elevator, but leading up to that, through the loading process, there's a lot of back-and-forth communication and coordination between the loader, the party that's buying the grain from the loader, and CN. There's the anticipated time that the train will release loaded, and the ability of that train to move once loaded and released involves taking the situation at the destination terminal into consideration, along with network fluidity between the origin and destination and all points in between. There's other grain trains pointed at the destination as well to take into consideration. In this case, we're running to the Gulf. There are multiple grain export terminals to consider. All of those factors are going to influence the ability of that train to move. Once CN has an indication of the loaded release time, the local operations team lists the local crew to go up to the elevator and get the train ready to move. The train may be brought into the terminal for a fresh crew, depending on a traffic lineup going down south to Champagne sub. When the train gets to the Edgewood, Illinois cutoff, we have the Centralian Blueford sub, and we usually run loaded trains down the Blueford. We have the Cobden Hill to contend with on the Centralia sub, so it's an easier pull down the Blueford. But in a pinch, if there was a disruption, we could use the Centralia sub. The two main lines come back together at Fulton, Kentucky. From Fulton, the train gets recrewed, and from there we head to Memphis. Depending on what the situation is in the pipeline at Memphis, Tennessee, or at Jackson, Mississippi, and depending on the situation down in the Gulf, we may need to hold that train to manage traffic flow. Just on Fulton, a couple of years ago, CN made a significant investment there to increase operational efficiency. Can you go into a bit of detail on that? Sure thing. So CN installed a drop table on the main line at Fulton back in 2018, and it's a big deal when it comes to efficiency and safety improvement. The Fulton drop table is very unique in that it allows for the direct change out of wheels on full-length trains coming back empty from the Gulf without having to switch out rail cars to a repair track. All that switching out of bad order cars chews up precious time and resources, and we want to minimize that. Before the drop table was installed two years ago, changing out defective wheels on coal, grain, and intermodal trains was labor-intensive and time-consuming. Today, wheel changes are done in less than half the time. If a defective wheel is found on a rail car, the whole train rolls over the drop table, with the bad wheel stopping over it. Then, rather than lifting the car, the defective wheel is lowered into a pit on an elevator-like device, and a new wheel is lifted into place. Way more efficient, and the drop table does the manual work. This type of setup allows us to inspect and repair cars and unit trains more frequently than prior to the investment in the drop table, increasing reliability and safety. Less time spent changing wheels means more time for more inspections and other repairs as needed, as well as fueling the train. While the train's being inspected, the locomotives are also serviced in a true NASCAR-style plan. Okay, so now the train has come down to Memphis. What's next? Well, just to pause there for a second, and recognizing that we're talking unit trains of grain here, 
before we keep on rolling, it's important to mention that there's a lot of other manifest and unit train carload traffic, along with a lot of intermodal traffic moving up and down the main line and through Memphis. CN has a major hump yard at Memphis, at Harrison Yard, and Memphis also represents an important interchange point for traffic from five other Class 1 carriers. After Kirkyard up north in Chicago, Memphis is CN's focal point and is the major workhorse for all the work to be done handling traffic moving north and south along the main line. The hump yard at Memphis processes upwards of 1,500 cars per day, sorting cars into classification tracks to build blocks for the manifest traffic looking for the next ride. From Memphis, our grain train starts with a fresh crew towards Jackson, Mississippi on the Yazoo sub, and it's pretty much a straight shot to Jackson from there. Jackson is the last touch-up point to do any traffic management to better suit the train's arrival time at one of the many grain export terminals that CN serves at the Gulf. Can you discuss the spillway bridge near New Orleans a bit? Back in November 2020, CN marked a significant engineering achievement with the cutover to the reconstructed Bonnet Carré Macomb Spillway Bridge near New Orleans. This 2.2-mile-long bridge provides a critical U.S. transportation corridor for both freight and passenger service along the Bonnet Carré Spillway, which alleviates excess water from the Mississippi River, protecting New Orleans and other communities from flooding. This accomplishment greatly adds to the safety, reliability, and fluidity of CN's network. The size and scale of this $90 million multi-year project was significant. Large numbers of CN engineering employees and contractor construction crews operated 24-7 to take an existing historic timber bridge built in 1934-35 and replace it with an 11,712-foot precast concrete bridge. The new bridge is more durable, which increases safety for our teams managing the track and operational efficiency. In addition, the reconstructed bridge is expected to increase network capacity moving traffic faster and more efficiently. This achievement is all the more significant considering its completion came in the middle of a pandemic. As we traveled down to the Gulf, we ran through Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, and Louisiana. What did CN's capital program look like in 2020 for that region? So between those five states and as part of CN's overall capital program of $2.9 billion in 2020, CN invested over $300 million in rail infrastructure projects in these states. That includes replacing 35 miles of rail, installing over 350,000 new ties, and rebuilding over 100 road crossing surfaces, along with maintenance work on bridges, culverts, signal systems, and other track infrastructure. Total infrastructure investment in the U.S. overall in 2020 for CN was over $550 million. Thanks for your time, David. And thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.